0: Welcome to the Author Blur Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Maynard. Today, I'm speaking with Jim Flynn. He an interesting conversation. I guess I say that about everyone, but in all truth, they really are, and I enjoy talking with them. With that being said, we discuss his financial thrillers, the fact that he throws his type of dark sense of humor into these books that he has been noted as being a very entertaining and funny person in the stories. So, join us, listen, and most of all, go look up his book. Look up his profile. You can find it on authorblurb.com. Now, there you'll find his profile with all the links. You'll find past and previous guests as well. You can find where all the shows have been listed to air or even look at the videos. You can also at authorblurb.com listen to the shows themselves so there's a lot there i hope you enjoy it i hope you enjoy the show other than that i'll talk to you after the show thank you so i am here with jim flynn today and we're here to discuss the several books he has the one that he started off with and we discussed it it was the first one he wrote i got completely wrapped up in reading all of it and found me found funny but instead of me going through and discussing the books Everything I enjoyed. Jim, can you tell people a bit about yourself, a bit about your books, and then we can discuss things a little further.
1: Yes, I was uh, in the financial business for 35 years. I had thought about becoming a sports writer when I was in school, but wanted to make a living and eat and those sorts of things. So, <laughs> so right. I I put off the writing until I retired. But while I was in the financial business, I was a contestant on Jeopardy. Okay. And and I lost. That's uh, the answer everybody's first question. I lost. I got the last question wrong. It feels really terrible. <laughs> to lose. But the good part of the experience was I wrote an article about what is it like to be a Jeopardy! contestant. So I was able to sort of live out my writing fantasy. And it, I live in Connecticut. It was published as the cover story in the Hartford Current, which is the big newspaper in Connecticut.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: the Sun, their Sunday magazine, it's a cover story. Uh, newspapers were a bigger deal now, but right. a, a bigger deal then rather. But um, and it was great. I got paid to do it. Uh, <laughs> I got fan mail. I had people who I didn't know call me up, say you should be a writer. You're really funny. And I couldn't afford. I had three kids and wife. I couldn't afford to just. I had a good job and a, a good yeah. paying job. I couldn't just tr- trash it all. So I kept <laughs> right. working. For, for a long time. I mean, I, I was on Jeopardy like 30 years ago and I retired five years ago. So okay, it was a long time until I retired. Um, I had, a as writers call it, an inciting incident. My inciting incident was I needed to have brain surgery. Oof. And I won't bore you with all the details, but when I was done, I was different. And right. they, I can fake being what I was before, but I, I it, brain surgery affects and I was really lucky it wasn't it was definitely not minor surgery but it wasn't um, as bad as a lot of people have and I recovered very well but it affected my ability believe it or not to read I have wow. a hard time reading I have a hard time taking on um, visual symbols and translating them in my brain so I used to be a really fast reader voracious reader um, and any kind of symbols is kind of slow and it, it, it makes me labor. And um, so I had to, I had to stop. I couldn't do my job anymore. I had to stop. And right. fortunately I'm old and I could afford to retire. <laughs> so okay. I retired and right. okay, you want to be a writer. Let's see what you got. You, you have Microsoft Word, start writing. So right. I thought, well, my Jeopardy! article was successful. Mm-hmm. I'll write about some other things I did that were, would be interesting to people. And I thought about it, and there, I was just a regular guy. There, other than mm-hmm. being on Jeopardy, I was just a regular guy. So what I decided to do is make up a character, a fictional character, Jimmy Sizemore, who is mm-hmm. the star of Be Sincere Even When You Don't Mean It. And he does a lot of, for older people, they probably read Walter Mitty in um, school, uh, unlike Walter, Jimmy actually does all the things. He doesn't, doesn't just fantasize. He he really plays in the Super Bowl. He really plays in the Masters Tournament. He's really an astronaut. I thought they're kind of bucket list. He plays in the Masters Tournament. He does right. all these things. And the book was funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything at all about book selling or publishing. I didn't even know you could publish a physical book on Amazon. I thought it had to be a Kindle. Okay. And after three days when I had no sales, I did a little more research and learned, (laughs) hey, you can publish a book and you don't have to pay for it. As you know, Amazon has print on demand. So they don't have a warehouse full of 10,000 books. They just if 10 people buy your book that day, they print them that it's fantastic technology. They print the books, they mail them out. There's no inventory of the book. So Amazon isn't taking any risk. And after it went into print, it became pretty successful for a quirky little book written by somebody nobody ever heard of. And fortunately for me, through serendipity, some people I consider real writers, people who make their living writing, read Mm -hmm. the book. Through Not people I know, not people who know each other. They just read the book and wrote me to encourage me. And a couple of them become people I consider friends and mentors to me. But they all said the same thing, which is you're really good at being funny. A lot of good writers aren't funny. They're they're terrific writers, but they're not good at humor. Mm -hmm. You're good at humor. Keep the humor in. Oh, yeah. But if you want to widen, broaden your audience, write novels, write stories with and learn the hero's journey and the structure of a novel and all that kind of thing. So, I I wrote my first, what I considered novel, which is called Losing Lola, Mm -hmm. and featuring a character named J.R. Johnson, who's in the financial business. And I used my knowledge of the financial business. The first book, Lola is this big movie star, the world's biggest movie star. And she gets swindled by a guy running a hedge fund, uh, uh, who it's really a Ponzi scheme. And it's kind of like Bernie Madoff. When J.R. was JR is a money manager who loses Lola's account to this phony. And and Lola was also JR's lover. It's a complicated situation. All right. so, so that story plays out as he goes after this hedge fund Ponzi scheme crook. Mm-hmm. When that book ends, um, we go on to another financial situation, and it's called The Bitcoin Gambit. And that book that is about is about Bitcoin and the whole cryptocurrency world. And some very interesting things happen there. In all the books, there's humor, there's violence, there's a little it's not really graphic sex, but they joke about sex and this sort of thing. There's locker room language, you know, as we're not going to use locker room language on the podcast,, right. but anybody who is offended by that sort of thing shouldn't read the books. Understand. Um, but they are they are funny. they They carry the humor through. And if you read the reviews to any of the books, they all say the same thing. This book made me, not they all, but many of them say right. the same thing. Um, this book made me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And, and the most recent book in that series is called Better Than Even. The subtitle is Trillion is the New Billion. And that explores hacking and cyber theft and those sorts of things. Jr. keeps getting pulled into these things. Uh, schemes and uh, convoluted experiences and, and and changes a little bit as a character as it goes along. As I'm sure you know, this, the classic structure of a novel is the hero's journey. Right. Kind of the Luke Skywalker. Here's this innocent person. He goes through all these things. He emerges. The end as a changed person. Mm-hmm. What I r- realized when I was r- began writing my stories is what I'm not—I'm not writing a novel. I'm writing um, long-form TV show. Right. Because since I don't really read much anymore, I either listen to books or I watch a lot of long-form TV shows: Dexter, right. The Americans, uh, Breaking Bad, Longmire, Person of Interest. All those have great writing in them, mm-hmm. and I try to base—I realize what I'm doing is I'm writing a long-form TV show. Right. That, that's what my books are. All three of them feature the same main character, and he goes on to one adventure after another. He does change a little bit as a person, but if, if you watch, let's take The Americans, for example. They change as people as you go along, but it isn't just one book. The change takes longer in a long-form TV show than it does in, say, a standalone novel. Right. So, Or if you take Breaking Bad, Walter White. He changed a lot as the thing went on. And mm-hmm. sometimes in those in that form, people backslide, and then they ch- have to change back again. And that happens to JR as, as we go through the story. So I, I think of each book as really one season in a long-form TV show. So each book is a season. I've written three in this genre, and I'm working on a fourth right now.
0: Okay. So now let me ask you this. The main character is JR. Yep. So how does Jr. keep – is it his personality? Is there something that keeps dragging him into these situations? Or what is it, just dumb bad luck? What is it that keeps getting him into
1: this? Well, uh, both, but it isn't all bad luck. Some of it's good luck. Okay. And and some of it he seeks out. And some some of it are people who pretend to be his benefactors are really using him. So there's a lot of plot twists in – um in all these things and it um people have given me praise for having things happen that you didn't see coming okay. and, and that's one of the things i really um that's one of the exciting things about writing is that oh yeah you're it you're the you're the movie producer the director <laughs> the writer the actor you're everything so yep. you get to you get to make the story and um if you, as you are in the middle of writing one of these stories, it get it actually becomes pretty intense because the people become real to you, right? And you kind of live in this world. Let us mm-hmm. see, what's going to happen, or how's she going to shoot this guy? You know, that that sort of thing. It, it, it's um it's fun, yet it's it does sort of grab you. It just sort of take over your life. And um, in the middle of writing the Bitcoin Gambit, I was putting artificial Time restrictions on myself. I I said I have to get this done by X date. I don't even remember when that was. And there was really no reason for that. I'm just I'm retired guy, and I'm just going to publish a book. And that caused
0: go golfing, all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: right. (laughs) Take care of my horses. Have a nice life. Um, There you go. But what happened was, if I because of my brain stuff, Mm -hmm. I have I have to avoid extreme stress. Stress causes problems for me, um, um, neurological problems that I won't go into. But all right. um, I, so in the middle of the Bitcoin gambit, I was putting so much pressure on. It was all self-imposed. I was putting so much pressure on myself that I had to just stop. I had to just walk away from that for a month. And during all that right. month, I wrote my golf book.
0: I was going to say Hit that's one shot. that I wanted to look into.
1: Hit your second shot first. It's completely different than the novel. It's just, as a friend of mine said, oh, this book is like playing 18 holes with you. I said, yeah, but not everybody has the benefit of playing <laughs> 18 holes with it. So I'm going to share my vast knowledge of wise guy golf stuff. Some people some people love the book. I try to be, I, I, when I put it on Amazon or I advertise on Facebook, mm-hmm. I'm as honest as I can be saying, this isn't going to teach you. This isn't a golf instruction book. This is funny. Right, and, and although if you do listen to its its broad outlines, it's basically take it easy and don't try too hard because when you do, that's when you hit really bad shots. Take yeah. your second shot first, relax, swing easy. That's that's the theme of the book. It's funny because when you publish a book, any book, whether it's a golf book or or be sincere or the J.R. Johnson series, uh, you open yourself up to criticism. And oh, yeah. All of it, not everybody is polite (laughs) so so i mean you get some um, people calling you names and stuff and in the golf book people who bought it there are a couple people who bought it who didn't understand that it was just humorous
0: okay i didn't
1: learn anything from this and how dare you (laughs) i I wasted my money and that kind of stuff you have to let that roll off your back right Uh, if you're going if you're uh Sensitive person, and you want to write a book. I would say use a pen name. Yeah, yeah, and also don't don't take it personally. Some people may they're having a bad day. Who knows? Oh yeah. Fortunately, most of the reviews of my books are good. Right, Um, and I agree with that from what I saw. And 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 frankly, the people who just don't like your book, they don't bother reviewing it. So the people who really like it review it, and the people who hate it review it. Right. But fortunately, most of the people who really like it are the ones who review the books. So yeah. that's why most people have favorable reviews. It isn't right. all your uncle doing it. It's, it's just people who like the book. And they, because t- it's a pain in the neck. I, I listen to a lot of books on Audible. Mm-hmm. And I make myself write a review of the books that I like. Because I know they're important to people. But it's right. not that easy. It's easier just not to write anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do
0: the same thing and yep. because I know how important the reviews are and how much. And, like, for me, when I see a re- new review on one of my books or something, you know, good or bad, I get excited. I want to read it. One, it lets me know what people think of it, too. It also allows me to say, hey, look, I'm doing an okay job or doing a good job or whatever. So, yeah, I understand that.
1: Yeah, it kind of confirms your existence. At least somebody's paying attention. <laughs> right. Uh, I also had um, the experience... Um, let's see one two three so i have four four books out one two two three five, five five books out i have four of them are audiobooks. okay uh be sincere is a really funny audio book
0: i was gonna say that's the one before we started talking i said i yep. got wrapped up in yep. just looking into so i didn't really get a chance to look yep. at the other books because i was focused on that one so yep. much
1: yeah be sincere is is really funny and, and it really and the narrator i as a public service, I do not narrate my own books. <laughs> it's funny because I don't know if you had this experience on. Audible has a service called ACX, yeah. which, which which records and does all the technical stuff. And mm-hmm. the first thing they encourage you, you to do is to try to narrate it yourself. Yeah. And and you make more money if you narrate it yourself because right. you're, you're cut not out. paying a narrator or you're not splitting royalties. And I tried to do it. I was terrible <laughs> i was i was I said I wouldn't even listen to this book right, so I went out and I found a narrator, a professional narrator he's great he's he's done all my books okay um it was funny because after after I did be sincere, which is one kind of book, the next book there there's basically no characters in be there's a there's a little dialogue it's it's mostly this one guy telling his story okay. The next book is a novel, and there's twenty characters in it and i don't know how this happened, but a lot of the strong characters in the books are women, okay so try you want to see if you're an actor try to read a novel where there's a conversation between two women oh jeez yeah and and so you don't want to be you don't want to be a, speaking in a falsetto, but you have to distinguish the voice a little bit there's mm-hmm. Russian characters in the book. There's, you know, there's, there's conversations between two Russians. So you have to, to narrate a novel, you have to be an actor. Anyhow, this guy came through and he was great. In fact, Lola won an award for best thriller of 2019 in audiobooks among, among independent authors. So not among, you know, Stephen King and and, um, Nelson DeMille, but among independent authors. It's nice that it won the award. Um, you know, now, name,
0: I will say one thing about that is, independent authors. There's a ton of fantastic independent self-published authors out there. So even to say just in that category is still a heck of an achievement to
1: have. Yeah, you know, it's it's it 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 was a really nice day when they out of the clear blue sky told me I won this award. So um, well,
0: congratulations to that.
1: And now I get to put award-winning author on my website. There you go. (laughs) Always
0: a nice thing to have. Yep. So let me ask this then. So you say a lot of this has humor throughout everything. You seem to be very happy, go. Like when I write, for an example, a lot of my humor is very sarcastic just because that's the type of person. Like I'll joke around with people, but when I'm around my closest and dearest friends, sarcasm seems to come out of me just naturally. So, what kind of humor do you use in your books? Is it, yeah, more we of should go
1: because he's kind of dry and sarcastic, but it's also and now my friend and mentor, who's really a professional writer, who's helping me do some things to get publishers and so on, and things I can't talk about, but because right. um, I got some stuff going on, but uh, she's, she, you know, has read all my books and said, all of your books. Whether it's some guy being an astronaut, or Jr. and his financial things, or the golf book, they all have dark humor in them. <laughs> and, and so when you're compare, when you're out pitching yourself, you should compare yourself to Harlan Coben or to uh, Nelson DeMille or um, who wrote Get Shorty? What the name escapes
0: me. Uh, I'm horrible about things like that. Uh,
1: I'll think of it five minutes from now. But, oh, of course. <laughs> for example, Nelson DeMille, mm-hmm. when he published his first John Corey book, mm-hmm. the, the publisher sent it back said, You know, this is a thriller with humor. Nobody nobody likes that. Take the humor <laughs> out. And he smartly ignored that device and became, he sold 10 million copies or something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, JR's kind of a wise guy. Uh, some surprising things happen that are funny. Um JR narrates I don't want to get too much into the you so know, the narration narrates. of the storytelling he's the narrator from of,
0: perspective.
1: He he's the narrator of the scenes that he's in. Okay. But it also takes place in Russia and Indonesia and he can't be in all those places. No. In Washington DC and New York. So when it's when he's not in a scene, it's third party. So okay. nobody's narrated. It's just a third party um and when he's in a scene, he narrates it, and that's when it's funny, because it's mm-hmm. it's seeing the world through his eyes.
0: All right. So now, the female characters you said there, are they? How's everything kind of tied together? Is it like just with financial industry? I know that it's a global thing. Is it? Yeah. He's set in. I'm not, I'm not sure where he's set out of.
1: Well, he but he uh, started working in New York on Wall Street left he he's a long time austin texas resident although he d- grew up in maryland he's okay. the black sheep of a family he's the only member of his family in 300 years who didn't go to medical school okay was groomed to go to medical school he didn't want to do that he went and played golf at the university of texas and so they it, it, he's been ostracized by the family so he's out of austin it allows some texas humor i, I I I know Texas a little bit, you know, although um, it it allows him to have a setting that's away from he can observe. If you think about it, you can observe things better when you're not tied up in them. That's why he's not in New York. He's he's away from things. He's away from Washington, D.C., although he gets involved in some political stuff. He's away from um, Wall Street, even though he gets involved with a lot of financial stuff. But it allows him to observe from far away. That's why okay. I, that's why I picked Austin, Texas.
0: Okay, so he's also has that outsider perspective and being yeah. able to adapt. So does all this kind of correlate around the Austin, Texas area, but with scenes that do take, have things taking place in different locations, or how's that work?
1: Yeah, I'd say about ha- less than half of it is in Texas. All right, some of it's in New York. Some of us in Washington, some of us in Moscow, um, um, Germany, Indonesia—it's it, a—it's a global thing. And and women are both bad and good. The the real bad super villain of the book is named Sierra Books. It's named Sierra Quinn. She's really bad. You know they okay. say when in doubt, make the make the villain badder, and she's bad. And people love to hate her. So, okay, but so, so she's one. But also, there's a couple of really strong positive women in in uh, the books as well. And Jr. has feelings about some of these women, and I, I can't tell you anymore without ruining the plot. <laughs> so,
0: right. Well, yeah. I understand that. I mean, anytime there's a guy and girl and there's feelings involved, yep. there's tend to be. Plenty of conflict and plenty of headaches for both sides. So I can see that being an interesting plot line as well.
1: Sure, as that's people- what causes the tension. Oh yeah, you have to have you have to have conflict. As you know, if yep. no conflict, no story. Right. So it has to be big conflict. There has to be big consequences, mm-hmm. life or death, billions of dollars, that sort of stuff. And and all these people are involved in those.
0: All right. So. What is it, I guess, what is it that keeps you going on your writing? And what what is it about the enjoyment of writing that you have about it?
1: Well, I decided I, I, I want to be successful. Who doesn't? You, you don't right. sit and write a book and say, oh, I hope nobody reads this. You, you want to you want to be successful. I hope you get lucky, right? Right. So when I wrote the first one, I said, I'm going to write a series. This is going to be a series because people binge read. Right. When people read the first one, especially Kindles, they'll read three books in a row, four books in a row.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I said, I can make this a series and still not not ever run out of material because it's it's kind of like law and order. There's enough stuff going on in the financial world and the technical world because he gets involved with some techie stuff with cybercrime and and genetic cloning and all, all, all those sorts of things. Well, there's a story every day. Oh, yeah. You never run out of material on that stuff. I
0: was going to say between tech and financial and everything else going yep. on in the world. Yeah.
1: yeah and, so, and, and some of it's so crazy, you don't have to exaggerate much
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or um, at all.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm well aware of that.
1: Yeah.
0: So do you set these books in a certain time period or is it just generalized?
1: They're Well, they're generalized, but no. Now, so, OK, it's not it doesn't say, you know, September 3rd, 2022, but from the things that are happening, Bitcoin's happening, deep right. fake videos are happening, you know, so you so the reader knows it's now.
0: Right. It's current. It's a current yes. modern book. Right. So, no, I didn't know if it meant in the sense of down the road. These are things are current or how I've spoken with several offers th- here and there that they tried to. Put it ahead of time, yeah. So that it's basically this is what I'm projecting. Yeah, so I, I didn't know a, if you were I trying do a to little
1: do. Bit. There's a little bit of projecting, but uh, as they say, you don't want to get over too far over your skis. Right. So you don't have to. It. it this isn't like a science fiction thing where I'm predicting. Here's what life's going to be like in ten years. Right. Um, there's just a the little things that happen that haven't happened yet, but with a little, a little. Um, inspiration they could happen. so I
0: understand
1: and some some very interesting you know some very interesting explanations come up and i again they're plot twists i can't tell you what right. they are but there's a couple really surprising things in each book I understand so what about this
0: how much of you is actually in the story in the sense of is there a character that you feel is kind of has your personality or your outlook, or something that you feel him and you kind of connect to each other in a way?
1: Yeah, Jr. has my voice. Okay. He's not me. I don't aspire to be him. <laughs> right. But he, when he tells something that happens, that's my voice. Okay. And, and, and you know that's that's easier to do. Right, and see, and I'm a funny guy, so it's easier to be funny when I'm when I'm writing in my own voice. And and the people who know me say, oh yeah, that's that's you. you know, my wife says that's 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 you talking. Uh, <laughs> she she doesn't get jealous when he has a girlfriend or because I tell. Oh, well, that's it, always a good thing. It's, it's just a story on you know. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, trust yeah. me, I, I'm yeah. married, and I can tell you, you have to be kind of no, honey. This is not a fantasy. No, this is not this. This is just this is
1: just for the other guys reading the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. So, with that being said, I don't want to take up a horrible amount of your time. So, you have another book coming out. You said that you're working on now. Do you yep. know when that's coming out, or do no? You have a I'm, expectation? I'm still.
1: I'm. About, I'd say I'm twenty-five percent, thirty percent done with that. Name of name of it is Operation Baker. Baker. You'll okay. understand what that means when you finish. Better than even. Okay. Uh, but each book starts the day after. The previous one stopped. Okay. Right after another. So, so Operation Baker Baker starts right after um, Better Than Even stops.
0: Okay, so it's a continuous ride through from start to finish.
1: Yes, much like you know, if you watch Breaking Bad, when the episode starts, it's what it's pretty much what just happened.
0: Right. So, where do you think, other than on authorblurb.com, where I have? A profile of you set up with all the links that you've given me, and I'm going to provide those links in the show notes as well. Where's the best place if people want to reach out to you to talk with you? Where would you like them to go?
1: The best place is my website, jimflyn6six.com. Six, they just click on that, they can see pictures of all the books, they see links to all the books, they click one more click, and they can buy the book. It also lists separately the audiobooks, So if they're audiobook book um, listener, instead mm-hmm. they can click on that separately. But it's it's very nice, clean site. It's easy to operate and you can find If you wanna dig in, you can find out more about me or you can just buy the books. Well, sounds
0: good. And I'm sure people's gonna enjoy going and finding out more about it. Like I said, just looking at the one book, I was already attached to look, getting wrapped up in that one. So I can't wait to actually get time on my hands to be able to read again, because I'm going to put that on my reading list. But with that being said, I appreciate you being here. I'm going to have you hold on for me for just a few moments so I can end the conversation for us with everybody else. And then you and I will talk a little bit afterwards.
1: Well, thanks, Eric. Thank you for having me on. And
0: thank you again. Hold on one moment. All right. So you got to listen to our show. It was an interesting conversation with Jim, and I really did, like I said, and I always say, I really did enjoy it because, well, we just get some amazing authors on this show to discuss. So, if you're more interested, remember Jim's information is down in the show notes. We also have his information at authorblurb.com where you can find all the information you're looking for, locations of where we're. Hosting and putting our shows for you to listen to. You can listen to them on the website as well if you like. You can find where the videos can be or f- viewed, excuse me, as well as any other information such as the author's profiles that are on the website. As well, we have authors that write their own articles, write things for you to enjoy and get to know them more as well. They're on the website. I encourage you, authorblurb.com. You can find all the information about the show, about our guest, about everything that I can do. And if you have any questions it doesn't address, you can email me. Let me know, review, comment. Anything you tell me or say makes me know what I'm doing better or worse and what I need to improve on. So I appreciate your time as always. I look forward to having you join me on the next episode. And thank you as always for being part of the show.